go. Let's go. Here we are again. Here we are again. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, today I wanted to make a shout out to all yes. our listeners. Yes. You send me some uh, screenshots. Yes. Uh, when you find <laughs> some charts. <laughs> yes. And I'll, I'm like, what is this? Um, we were actually number six at the top. Uh, yes, in religion and spirituality. Yeah, in Norway. Yes. Worldwide, I don't know. I remember you sent that picture to me. It was kind of like two months after we yes. launched the podcast. And I feel like I get a little bit, um, what is the word? Scared. Uh, not scared, <laughs> but uh, in, intimidated. Intimidated, yes. Yeah, because you see the list and you have like Tara Branch, you have this Lama. Lama Sha, yeah. Yes, yes. And then like, and then Kimi Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, so I, was, I was like blushing. You and were? Feeling, yes, I was like, yeah, my armpits were sweating. It was like, this, this, is, this is amazing. I, it's I, amazing. And at the same time, I felt almost like uh, a pressure because we started this because we just enjoy talking. Yes. And then we had to find a name of the podcast. And then I, I suddenly we are there up at this um, like famous, amazing Buddhist <laughs> teachers. And I'm like, oh my God, what if people think I'm just talking <laughs> bull, you know? Like <laughs> Someday we should talk about the imposter syndrome. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Mm. But not today. Not today. What I what I like about uh, the, the comments from the listeners and everything is that they feel that they can understand things that uh, in the way that we explain things mm -hmm. that we are using common words and make it simple and relatable, mm. and that for me is. I think it's the best thing that someone can say to me when I'm trying to explain something. Yeah, and we didn't aim for being on the top 10 list of the Buddhist no. podcast. <laughs> no, no, oh my God, no. Uh, all right, but um, another thing I wanted to say is I haven't really uh, been thinking about how many people listening and that I make a podcast for mm -hmm. profit or anything. We just do it 100% for our own enjoyment. Yes. Uh, but I, I checked the dashboard in my program where mm -hmm. I publish my podcast. And then you can see these numbers. They just yes. go up, 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 up. Yeah. They didn't slowly, but still up. And like, <laughs> we just had this podcast for, at, uh, as we record, yes. three months. Yes. Um, and when you can see that you have listeners from 32 different countries. That is amazing. I just feel this. That is amazing. Yeah. But what I, what I feel is like, hello, I want to see you guys or <laughs> hear from you. So I think today... We wanted to invite you guys to get in touch with us on social yes, media. Of course. I will try to be more on social media because of the podcast. But um, yeah, it would be nice to <laughs> yeah to, to know to have some feedback. Who's out there uh, listening to these yeah. silly random conversations? <laughs> um, where can they contact us? I think uh, it's not something official. I haven't made anything official yet, but okay. you is easy. Yes, it is. You are uh, all. Yes, you are I, it's very easy to find me, lucas.casanova.yoga, uh, uh, yeah. for example. Or you can just search for your name. Yes, they can search up. for my name and it will pop up. I think they can search for my name and pop up too. But uh, Instagram or Facebook, yeah. send us a message. Our Norwegian listeners, are. Uh, it's easier for them to reach out. Yes. So we have some feedback. But I just feel uh, very, yeah, when you see half of the listeners are actually from the U.S. Yeah. And we both speak different uh, languages yeah, as yeah. our first language. Yeah, the English is not our native language yeah. at all. 
And then I know that, okay, half of the listeners are sitting in the States listening to us. <laughs> But I think the Americans, they like uh, European accents. And <laughs> I hope. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and um, that we can see it grows. Yes. It makes it even more fun to make yes, this. So uh, thank you. For me, it was like when you are singing in the shower and then the neighbors start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like okay. This is this is so cool. I yeah. really like the. Or idea. you go out and the neighbor says, "Hey, I really yeah. like your voice," <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "What me? <laughs> We're just sitting here in this small room and and yeah." But of course, it's always nice to yeah to have people enjoy what you do. Yeah, especially mm. uh, I think if uh, our listeners are looking for some answers in certain things. It would be great to hear from them and to start a conversation about that. Mm, I think so. I think we have very intelligent listeners. So where should we start? Um, when you search for Tantra or if you are interested in Tantra and you mm. do a Google search, you will yeah. most likely find a lot of interesting pictures. Yeah. Um, sexual yeah, images. Yeah, it's, 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 it's mainly directed to... Uh, quality in sex life mm. usually mm. and to better sex yeah but what do you think is the relationship between the eastern tantric practices that we have studied mm -hmm. what it is a link of course to the sexual act but yeah. what what do you feel like feel like is the sexual link or what is the link between the esoteric part mm -hmm. and the physical can we call it the physical yeah. flesh <laughs> no but that was <laughs> <laughs> pleasures of the flesh oh my god um, I, the way that my teacher explained this to me made a lot of sense he said you know that when you are too much into it at least for guys sex goes really really fast that you're like running to the finish line and you would like to stay longer enjoying the situation but you don't know how and when you get to be more in the moment not running anywhere is an amazing sensation and you feel that your um your senses get heightened and you have like a deeper connection with the person that you're with he said that is the purpose because then we discover that this mental state that you get while trying to stay in the moment and stay present is an amazing thing. Mm. And it connects you not just sexually with the person that you have in front, but changes the way that you perceive yourself and how you perceive people around you. If you do it right. If you do it right. Mm. And my questions, um, the, the reason I arrived to, to my teacher and I told this in a prior episode, it was because I was questioning how to get deeper into certain mental states and be able to be present and be able to, if there was a shortcut, instead of staying, I don't know, 10,000 hours meditating to mm -hmm. achieve the same. Yeah. This teacher said, your mind will jump to place to place. And that is usually what happens when you are in, in a passionate encounter with another human being your mind goes place to place and you're running to the finish line. What would happen if you find the way of not running towards the finish line 
but at the same time going deeper and deeper into that mm. state. And for me, that idea only was mind-blowing. And I said, okay, I, I would like to know more about how this is done. And in my mind, it was like, okay, but shouldn't we be like, is, is this possible between two men? And he said, yeah, because it's the relationship with yourself. It doesn't have, mm. you can do it just by yourself. Yeah, and it's not the sex act. It's the energy that you create with another person. Yeah, and especially you, you start within yourself, mm. right? How you relate to your body, mm -hmm. how you relate to your own breath, to, to your eyes, mm. and how you connect with touch. It's a very rich experience. I think why sex is so linked up to Tantra is... Even if you don't feel good about yourself or maybe you think that you have issues with your body mm -hmm. or mental whatever, when you are in that moment, in the act, uh, that's where you are directly linked to someone else or mm. to what I like to call the source when you are in the moment of that act. Mm -hmm. And when you can snap out of the daily life and you don't really think about, oh my, I have... 10 kilos too much, or I have, um, I don't know, who my friend said, oh, after 40, I got this, what you call it? Um, holes in my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, what? Holes in your arm? She said, yeah, like these small dips in the arm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> and that is something you, you think about? So when, when you are in the act, let's call it the act, you can create that moment where nothing else is there and i feel like that that experience if you are in that state that is the state we aim for in mm. a regular life too where you can be in that state of bliss in the state of now in the state of pure potential happiness mm. and we don't need the sexual act to achieve that but we use the sexual act as a, a comparison It's one of the most beautiful things that you can do, yeah. actually, right? Mm. I, uh, I, I feel that I understand why people feel sometimes that why does spirituality have something to do with sex? Mm. But isn't sex one of the uh, founding stones of our species? Again, my background is so different from others, you know, like. <laughs> My parents spoke openly about sex and my mom said, first time you're going to have sex with someone, you have to really know the person. Mm. If not, you can get HIV. Yeah. <laughs> and she explained what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, her best friend died of HIV back in mm -hmm. the 90s. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that I was thinking, okay, so I have, to, I have to know someone and then I don't get this disease. But how do I know when I know someone enough to not get the disease i didn't link it to you, you yeah, get to yeah, know yeah. someone and you don't yeah but that actually uh, affected me of course yeah <laughs> so for me it was like okay if i'm gonna have sex with someone i have to really know them it has to be deep and you have to yeah she was very good at explaining how it should be for me it was the other way around because because of hiv uh i i managed i think to survive that pandemic not being in contact with people. 
So you wasn't in contact with anyone? I was in contact with people, but I was so afraid of yeah. getting sick and I saw so many people dying that my choice was to refrain from humanity. Mm. So when this teacher told me the only way that you can reach what you want is to get deep in touch with another human being, mm. I thought, this is messy. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I, I would like it or i think the 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 sad thing with sex is that it's almost the same as god you know we have all these different uh views on the word god as mm-hmm. the same in sex yeah so when we think about just the word sex uh it's like you say it's messy you don't get this nice uh, free enlightened thought around it like in the 70s yeah. when you had all these gurus really blooming because of the free sex and yeah. You could have sex as a tool for enlightenment. Mm-hmm. But after HIV, and it was more like fear-based. Yes. And I think we need to, it's almost like we need to take the word sex back to something pure and... and something positive, Positive. Right? Instead of sex now, it's almost like a negative word. Yes. Uh, but how to do that is, uh, is another question. But um, yeah, where should we continue with this? <laughs> <laughs> um when when you start in the in the practices and you start uh, with your teacher uh, uh, talking about enlightenment and how things should go the moment where you start doing things that are more oriented to sex is a life-changing moment mm. because there is a bond of trust uh, you understand why you're doing this, and there are many, many ways of how. How was that moment for you? What moment? In moment in your practices where you discovered, okay, you had this in your mind this quest towards enlightenment. You had a very clear view. You had a positive uh, view on sex also, and when you discovered that those things started to intertwine, that alignment or personal growth or being in the moment or deeper connection was connected with sex how how was it for you and how did you move forward with that <clears throat> i think for me it happened in a ver- very early age okay yeah so uh i think from the um, the way i grew up d- during my adulthood yeah. i had a lot of deep connections and even my first relationship like my first boyfriend mm-hmm. Um, I was saving myself. It, or that was kind of my aha moment. Mm. If I'm going to share something personal, but when I was 15, I saw a guy, and mm. I instantly knew that he's going to be my first. Okay. And uh, because I was young, you know, you don't have all these uh, contradictions, and you don't start thinking like it's not possible. But he was like the coolest guy ever. I can imagine. He was so cool. And he was 10 years uh, older, so kind of <laughs> impossible. I was 15 and he was 25. I was imagining that. Yeah, this is, this is, this, there is a whole novel there. Yeah, it is actually. But I'm going to do it very short. But I saw him and I was like, I'm going to have him. He's going to be my first. Mm-hmm. And um, I lived my life as he was going to be my first. Mm. So I was dating, you know, someone and uh, I never had sex with anyone because it was going to be him. He didn't mm. know who I was at the time, but <laughs> okay. I was seriously living my life <laughs> that I was saving myself for this guy. Yeah, We were in the same group of people and I met him a few times and then 
we met again and it's like you said a whole novel but the story ends with i get to meet him mm-hmm. and uh, we are dating and we are together mm-hmm. so he is my first okay. after like one and a half year after i decided okay so you were goal oriented since then then i wasn't doing it on purpose yeah but when i met him and we were together the first time was kind of like everything that i had imagined and visualized for one and a half year mm. I remember the song. It was Jamiroquai, Cosmic Girl, mm. and the whole experience was just amazing. Mm. And I had I, and I heard stories with, from my friends. You know that the first time was very or painful, painful, or, and yeah. you should just do it as soon as possible. So you're just over with it. And uh, for me, it was it was my first, I think, spiritual sexual experience, and that was my first time. Mm. So it kind of set the bar for me, <laughs> in a wow. way. But what's also important that it happened so early is that's why I started to believe in the power of manifestation and the power of our thoughts because I thought, okay, if I can get this guy just by thinking that it's possible and live, but you have to live like it's going to happen yeah. or you have to live like it's it's already happened. Yeah. So I kind of dis- stumbled into that discovery when I was 15. Oh my God. Mm. Okay. And so, and yes. because the sexual experience for the f- when you are doing it for the first time with someone mm. you really love and he he loved me too at the time when we had the first encounter then you have everything aligned mm. and then when you know when you have something going mm. on and both people are al- aligned and it's yeah so for you that was tantric by itself yeah somehow. I didn't think of it as tantric then no, you didn't but I yeah. of course I I feel like wow this is really amazing and the experience and you just go into something and you melt you know you mm. y- and you, when you experience that for the first time yes um, so obviously it made me understand something from a very young age yes mm. that that is amazing for me it was it, it took me a long while to be able to enjoy it. Actually, that's so sad. <laughs> it took me a really long while to really enjoy it. I, I think, and uh, as I told you, I don't know if I said this in the podcast, but as I told you, when I when I started dating, I started dating girls, and I started dating girls for a long time um, until I was I don't know twenty four maybe, and uh, girls were happy with me in bed. I can say. That's so uh, funny to say. Yeah, they were like, yeah, that's cool because I, I wasn't like running towards the finish line yeah. or anything. <laughs> and I I like to be explorative and, and all that. And for me, it was like, it was okay. But I had the feeling that there should be something more because I saw people enjoying more than I did. Yeah. It was like. It's like you are watching yourself. Yeah, from the exactly. outside. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is this is cool, mm. and I I was super curious, so I read books and I rented movies and I asked friends and yeah. and all that. I wanted to be like the best. You wanted to be Casanova. I wanted. You to wanted be, to live yeah. up to your name. I wanted to <laughs> live up to my name, so that was uh, that was great. But when I observed myself, it was like I felt a bit bumped in the end. Because I I was young, so I was horny all the time, and I wanted to have sex. And I saw the girls that I dated and my girlfriends enjoy a lot, 
but I felt that there was something there. I saw them like losing control and being like completely yeah. in the moment. Yeah. One and you were there watching. I, yeah. It was, uh, you enjoyed it probably, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you you didn't lose yourself. No, yeah. no. I one, one girlfriend that I almost married, uh, <laughs> she said, I feel like a flower. And for me, that was... Wow, yeah. That That's so beautiful. Mm. Why can't I get that? Mm. For a while, I thought that there was something uh, wrong with me because I couldn't enjoy it that way. And then in very simple breathing meditations where we, were, we weren't even touching each other with my teacher, it wasn't sexual. That, that, is, that is the thing. It wasn't yeah. sexual. We were like looking at each other in mm -hmm. the eye. We were breathing alternately. So we were breathing each other's air. And there was this uh, soft music and the candles and everything. And at one, at one moment, I don't know, I lost myself in it. Mm -hmm. Anything could have happened at the time. Mm -hmm. And I would have been completely okay with it. I know the feeling, yeah. Yeah. And that for me was, yeah. I, I still tell this. and but, but do you feel like with your teacher, that is the first time you experienced that kind of state? Yeah. Yeah, and I was in a pretty... I was 30-something. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 So I lived my sex life until, yeah, it was like... But I think that's years. common for a lot of people. Sex it, is just kind of like a you do and it yeah. feels good and but to really like give yourself in 100 percent surrender to surrender the to the other person and then the embrace we talked about in yes. the break and um i don't think uh, everyone is not given that everyone knows what we talk about in that sense i i remember when i was trying to explain to a friend the difference of just sex and a tantric experience, <laughs> I said, I don't know how to explain this to you, but is one thing is when you are, sorry for being graphic, but when you are a guy and you are having an orgasm, it's like sneezing with your crotch <laughs> instead of feeling like a sh something that shatters and goes all around your body. Mm. And might not even might not even be having like an actual orgasm. Yeah, I'm not yet. a guy, but I think it can go for the same for women. You can have like a fast, just yeah. call it orgasm, or you can have that sensation of something filling your whole body, and you yeah. transcend the energy up, 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 and then you connect to something. Yeah, and um, that is the state we talk about from a tantric perspective. And that is achievable without the sexual act. Actually, Can we say that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, actually it is. That, mm -hmm. That's the thing. <laughs> but when you try it, it's like having a bubbly, like, I don't know, a bottle of champagne with a cork. Mm -hmm. And you shake it mm -hmm. a little bit and you open it. Mm -hmm. And it will be like, yeah, it will be a little bit of foam, nothing. Mm -hmm. But if you shake it, shake it, shake it until... It appears that the cork is going to explode. Mm. You feel the vibration in the whole bottle. Mm. 
is is absolutely something different. It's a complete mm. different intensity. If you use the bottle uh, image, I think it's uh, important to say that if you pop the bottle yeah. after you shake it, yeah. it's going to explode, right? Yeah, yeah. Then the energy will just Dissipate. go all over the place. Yeah. The middle ground where we say that you shake the bottle for a mm. long time yeah. and instead of popping the the yeah. The, yeah, 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 the cork the cork uh, we kind of you harness the vibration yes you, it's kind of like we are gently removing the <laughs> i don't know what to, how to describe this but gently removing it <laughs> and <laughs> the vibration removing, and yeah, the bubbles yeah. is still there yeah, yeah, yeah. and it can it can be there yeah. and create its own uh, story yeah yeah yeah. yes yes i, I, I like it's it, it's a very clean yeah it's a very clean image i, I like it yeah let's uh call it the day <laughs> and then we continue uh, more going more into this uh thank you for for uh, being so trustful to share wh- what you shared about your story with with your first one and everything yeah. i i think okay. i think is uh is very important for our listeners and for everybody to understand when we see each other more or less in the same point coming from very different avenues that everything is possible mm-hmm. everything is possible yeah thank you so much for today thank you